Welcome back to part two of the best core exercises for strong and sexy abs. We just want to remind you guys, if you haven't listened to part one, that you definitely need to go back and listen to that one first before you listen to this one. We know you want to get into the exercises and just be on your way, but it's really important to, it'll make more yeah, sense. It's, it'll just make a ton more sense. And it's really just important to understand the kind of background. I don't even know what word I'm trying to use there, but you know, the overall like anatomy and myths and all the stuff that we talked about in that first episode. So, yeah. Well, and the difference between your core versus your abs, your, your six pack, which there's not a, I shouldn't even say difference because it's your core all encompassing versus your six pack, like, which is just the front, you know, but again, we, we, we touch base. Like you can't just, you shouldn't expect to just work the front without having to work the back because you create an imbalance and you can create injuries. So, yeah. And it's not just the front and back. There's all those muscles in there. So yeah, go back, listen to that first one. And also, again, there are so many ab exercises out there that we are not going to be able to touch on all of them. What we're going to do in this episode is talk about our favorite ones, the ones that have helped us the most. Um, again, back in that other episode, we talked about how Jess has strong abs at a weaker core or did. I'm not sure if that's true anymore because she's worked on it. No, it's not true anymore, but I did at one point. I had what was considered a weak core, but I had some strong abs. Yeah. And I feel that I am on the opposite side of that where I have a strong core, but not so strong abs. So take that into consideration as we roll through some of these exercises that we claim to be our favorites and have worked the best for us. Um, and you know, our experience with our clients. So, and I also kind of want to say with core and ab exercises, there are so many variations. It is the wild West Mm -hmm. and you will see, I I mean, I hate like using Jillian Michaels, but sometimes she has some really wild variations to things like, what is that like where you like lunge over the barbell and you do like a stationary lunge, but the barbells through your legs. It just is, is crazy. Um, there's just all these fancy Ugh. variations you can do to work the same muscles. So right. like we may not hit on your ultimate favorite or we may not call it what you think. Like we may call it something and it's really something else. So that's another thing. You know what I also hate is exercises that incorporate abs when they don't need to. Like, I remember I had this one trainer like way back before bodybuilding. He made me do bench presses with a bar, but have my legs up like a leg raise so that I'm activating my core as I'm pressing. I'm like, there is no need for that. I could have superseded those two things if I really needed to, but there's no need to do that all in one because your focus is all over the place. Like you need to have that mind to muscle connection to really like grow and work on those muscles, but to like have right. your mind trying to think of both your chest and your abs at the same time when you're doing totally unrelated things, it's just unnecessary. I would agree with that. And sometimes I feel like those variations are completely unnecessary. Like you'll see those fancy moves that people are doing yeah. and I'm like, wow, no, why? you just don't need to do that. Don't do it. Don't do it. You don't need to. Yeah. It doesn't have to be some kind of crazy but I will say a lot of that comes with experience it does because sometimes you do have to get into that movement or that exercise that's a little bit different than what you did and like you have to kind of feel it for yourself to be like this doesn't actually do anything more than if I did it the way that I'm used to so yeah there's a lot of that kind of experimental thing that I can respect some of those things I can totally respect But like what I wished people would do, you know, because what's dangerous is when you see that stuff and then you go try to do it yourself because you think this is what normal humans do. It's like that dude. And I know you've seen his videos where he's in the gym, like bicep curling a couch while he's hanging (laughs) from the rafters. I don't even know what he's doing, which like dude is training for the apocalypse. And I have respect for that. But like what people don't understand is he's like trained a really long time like he's not some 19 year old he's a grown man that clearly has a foundation and what people don't understand is that like 
he's trained. He's done this kind of stuff before. And what he's ultimately doing with all the crazy things that he's doing is creating imbalances so that he trains his body for those imbalances. So I get what he's doing, but, and it's impressive and it looks super cool. And like a lot of those things I feel like look super cool for me, like social media. And then like you get some kind of clout for, you know, being able to do X, Y, and Z when really the average Joe that just wants a workout could do something less intense, less scary, less, you know, on their level and still achieve the same thing. So I, that's my only thing is I wish that like people would say like, Hey, I've been doing this a long time, you know, like, Hey, like this doesn't work for me anymore because I'm so strong or because I'm this, you know, um, I've had to explain that just from being on the shorter end. Like, yeah. I'm like, I have to do it a certain way because I don't fit, you know, or this isn't the, this isn't made for someone five foot. It's made for someone five, seven and above. And those seven inches count, you know? So mm-hmm. yeah, I just wish people would explain those things just like a little bit. It's funny you bring up the whole kind of age and muscle maturity, I guess. Cause I recently saw a reel where I guess it was like a 40 year old woman who's like ripped out of her mind, but she, I don't, I don't know if it was her speaking on the audio or someone else, but it was basically like, I don't care about you 20 something year olds looking all hot in the gym. Cause I looked hot in the gym at 20 years old too. Come back and talk to me when you're 40. Like, let me see you then and all that stuff. And it kind of was like this big, like, oh yeah, she's right. And then I'm like thinking, oh my God, I was that 20 year old in the gym who looked (laughs) freaking ripped. And then, yeah. I mean, we've, okay. But can we just say we've all been there? We've all been there. Um, yeah, we've all been there, but it, it just like goes to show like, if you're looking at a 21 year old doing these hot, sexy ab movements in the gym, like, and you're 35 and you want to look like her, like, it's just not the same. Not thing. the same. It's not the same. Your metabolism's not the same. Your body's not mm-hmm. the same. And I will say environmental, like any, you just can't compare, which is again, uh, universal you shouldn't compare yourself to anyone else um you know but that's like the last episode I said you know I'm 35 and I've had a baby and I had a c-section I had an epidural and I know that that changed my body like it's going to be different you know especially if you see me now versus before I had a baby um and I'm not saying that it's not possible that you can't you know have a, a good body after a baby that's not what I'm saying because I know women that have achieved that it just takes a little extra. Oomph. Mm-hmm. I think there's a, there's much more of a challenge, but it's not impossible. That's all. Again, I will say like, I love my body now. I do look different. You know, uh, the, it just things shifted, which I'm fine with. And I still think like, you know, I would never, never say never on any of those fronts of like, Oh, I'll never compete. Well, actually, I'll never compete again, but (laughs) you know, um, I would never say I would never get my pre body back. Um, I just like my post body better. I think it runs better. It's got different strengths. Um, so again, when you see somebody, I just love the freedom. Yeah. And the freedom, I just love the freedom, (laughs) but not compete. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm much rather this and the freedom than that and no freedom, but like, find people that like that you line up with, you know, um, I'm not selling my coaching to 20 something because I know that like, you know, some of them have time that they can spend in the gym. And I know that people come Mm -hmm. to me now and I understand because I'm in those shoes now where I'm like, I don't have time. Like I have an hour, give me an hour workout and make it efficient. You know, um, I have these things that I have to check off these boxes that I have to check off. I want a strong core and I want, you know, certain goals Mm -hmm. help me check those boxes. Those, my strong, my, my goals do not line up for when I was like 20 or bodybuilding. Like those are just, it's so different. So yeah, there's a huge difference of what you're seeing. Um, So yeah. that should all just come with like you know when you see those things on instagram or on youtube you should just see it like you know 
I, some of those people went to like stunt school too. I will say I've watched people do some stuff. <laughs> you and your stunt school. I know. And I know they are <laughs> stunt people. Like, you know, they went to like ninja training. They went to parkour, you know, like sometimes like you look at things, and you're like, oh my God, some people are just like that. Like the average Joe is not. <laughs> so people need to know, like, it's okay to not, to not be that crazy. Remind me at the end that I want to talk about limitless, but we're just going to dive into the core exercises now before yes. we start talking on another tangent. And what I like is that my favorite we have different exercises that we like to incorporate, but I also think that it's because we come from two different, like I'm always getting injured. And so like, I'm coming from this like post rehab type look at it and you have a different look, which I appreciate. I, I like that perspective shift. Me too. I think it's, yeah, it's really fun. So coming from that kind of injury rehab place what are your favorite core exercises for like beginner kind of like really just getting that core stabilized and strong um okay so let me get my list out um <laughs> that sounds intense <laughs> the ongoing list that never ends because it really there's is so many freaking variations and yeah it's endless it's endless. I felt like every time I added one, I was like, oh, and that, and that, and that. <laughs> I was like, no, dial it back down. Otherwise this episode's going to be like six hours long. Yes. I would say that some of my favorite things that like, as a beginner, like when I like initially got injured or even like if I re-injure myself and I like know where I have to start. Um, I love bird dogs. Um, bird dogs are where you're on all four and then you take the opposite arm um, and extend it forward, keeping your neck neutral. And then your opposite leg again, kicks back, but you don't want to like arch your back or do anything crazy. You want everything to be a neutral plank, like in a plank, like a straight line. Um, so you're bracing your core, you're keeping your core tight, and then you're going to extend, and then you're going to tuck in to a tiny little ball and extend. Mm -hmm. And then I always do, I don't alternate. I do one side at a time it just helps activate things as well. So it's a good exercise to do at the end of a workout, but it's also a good one to do at the beginning of a workout. It's also low impact. So I give it to my beginners. I do it if I, you know, have an injury. Um, it's one of those, it was probably one of the first things that I incorporated coming back after having a baby because it's low impact. And it's one of those things where you don't have to get horizontal because I do think we need to talk about like, sometimes you can't get down <laughs> and that's okay. I want people to know that that's okay. If you can't get on the floor, you don't need to, but bird dogs, one of my favorites, um, on the opposite spectrum of a bird dog is a dead bug. It is literally the opposite. You're on your back and your knees are up at 90, your arms are extended in front of you. And then you, you lower opposite leg and opposite arm. And you can, again, there's variations to that you can hold a medicine ball as you get stronger, but it's a lower impact. So if you do, if you can get down and you can be on the ground, it's a good one because you're not doing anything too crazy on your body or on your back. I like those too. Bird dogs is also on there for me. I wasn't thinking about dead bugs. But now that you bring it up, I'm like literally the same thing. I remember training people and they're like, oh, it hurts my wrist to be in a bird dog. So I'm like, okay, let's get you on your back if we can get down there. But some people are like, I can't get down there. So I need to do a bird dog. So it depends on like what your needs are um, and what your body's like. They're both really, really good though. Cause they both like really encourage you to activate and engage that core and brace it. And what we mean by bracing is like, if you were about to get punched in the stomach, like, what do you do? You just like, let your belly hang out there. No, like you pull in, like everything pulls in to try to like protect almost. And that's kind of what bracing is yeah. in a sense. And they used to say, you imagine a string through your belly button through to your spinal cord. Mm -hmm. So you're pulling, yeah. um, I know that's kind of an antiquated term. I did read like an article about how people don't say that anymore, but like, it's still a good visual. Like if you're thinking about sucking in, cause you can suck in and not brace. So <laughs> that's another right. thing you can suck in and not brace. Um, so I, maybe 
telling people to have that neutral spine as well. So making sure, cause like sometimes I think when people just suck in their spine is rounded, um, keeping the spine straight and neutral and then mm-hmm. pulling that belly button through to your spine right. would help you brace. Yeah. And going back to the kind of like the core anatomy here, like with the bird dog, you're not just working your six pack. No, you're, you've got like all of the muscles in your spine that are working, um, as well as like, yeah, it's just like, there's, there's so many little muscles in there that are all being like squeezed kind of in a sense when you're doing that exercise. So it is when you're kicking backwards, you're going to be using your glutes. Totally. There's a lot of muscles being worked in there and nothing's being isolated. It's all being worked together. Yeah. Another, I had to do, it's a, like a Pilates, like a tuck-in. Um, and like, <laughs> what was that? It's like where you start and your legs are out in front of you and you basically curve your spine and roll and then you lay flat. And it's like a very slow movement. Um, I used to call them Pilates, t- Pilates tuck-ins. That's like another lower impact. It is harder, but like I remember doing like rehab work and they made me do those, but that was more getting everything to relax and activate as well as working the core. I think taking that one step back without kind of moving the legs and stuff, because I think Mm -hmm. that a lot of times when people start getting leg movements in there, when they're like laying down on their back, they start using hip flexors. Mm-hmm. But I think that just doing like a bracing movement where you're lying on the ground with your back on the ground and your knees are bent. Yes. And all you're doing is mm-hmm. pushing your lower back into the floor and bracing that core and holding, holding it there and holding it there for a couple seconds and then releasing it. That has a name. It's and yeah, I it's something bracing. Can't think I of think. the name of that exercise. It's probably just like abdominal bracing, honestly. It probably is. <laughs> I don't know. Um, again, when I hurt my back, um, I had a chiropractor. I would lay there, and when you lay there with your like your feet on the ground and your knees are up, mm-hmm. okay, and you're just laying there, you have like a natural arch. And I remember the chiropractor was like, these are some of the exercises you have to do. And she stuck her hand in that arch. And she was like, I want you to push my hand down with your lower back. And that like, that's a good one for anyone to do because you start to learn a little bit of like your proprioception Mm -hmm. because you can't see that, but you know that you're doing it. So to learn like, oh man, I'm arching and I shouldn't, you know, you learn to brace so that's a good one. I just can't remember. I don't really know what the name of that exercise is. It's just abdominal bracing, to be honest with you. But it is also a really good test to see if you do have a strong core too. Because if you're doing it and you're holding and you're bracing and it feels like it's taking a lot of work or it feels hard, that's a really big sign that your core might be weak. So if you don't know if your core is weak, get on the ground and push your lower back into the floor and hold that position bracing the core. And if it starts to feel like, oh my God, this is just a lot of work, then it's, it's likely that you have a weaker core. Yeah. Um, exercises you can do, I want to say beginning wise, um, that are standing is a lunge forward with a, a twist. So I always tell people when they're lunging forward, you twist to the knee that is out. So if you, you know, have your right leg out, you twist to the right and then you come right back to center. Um, I Sometimes you see people doing them and they're warming up their trunk and they twist all the way around. Um, if you're actually wanting to do a exercise where you don't have to get on the ground, you twist toward that leg that is forward, come back. And it's a very methodical movement. You have to think about it. I like suitcase carries. Those are a really good beginner one too. because And you don't have to get down. You don't have to get down your whole, that's when you hold one like kettlebell. Normally you can do it with a dumbbell too in one hand. So the other hand is a free hand, but it's down by your side as well. And you just walk with this heavy thing. Like it's a suitcase, like you've got a suitcase in one hand and you walk, but what you are trying to do is you're trying to keep your shoulders level. Mm -hmm. So you're not dipping down to the side where it has weight and you 
you're actively embracing your core as you go. You're cause you're holding it all together. Huh? And it's a, it's just a really good movement. Like it might feel like you're not doing anything. A lot of people say that it, like, I got that kind of complaint all the time. I feel like this is not doing anything. I feel like I'm just walking, but you actually are. Cause you're stabilizing that weight because it's on one side and not the other, which goes into, um, there's a lot of things we do core wise where you don't think you're working until you have to do something like carry a suitcase, you know, like if you're not in shape and you have to carry a suitcase across a airport um, or moving. A lot of times I get people that are like, wow, I'm, I moved today and I had to pick up all these boxes and move them. And like, I hurt in places I didn't know could hurt. And when you think of those kinds of things, mm-hmm. I think that, is what incorporates into the, the core stabilizing and exercises. Like you have to think of those things. Like when you do move again, you won't have those same issues because you'll, you'll have a stronger core. You know what, as you bring that up, what I just thought of now is that like these kind of more core exercises that we're talking about are a lot more functional movements. Yes. 100%. That was what my brain was saying. Yeah. And you just picked it out. Thanks. <laughs> and when we get into the more like abdominal exercises, those are not necessarily the movements that you're going to see on your day to day, but these core ones yeah. are kind of functional mobility, all the things that you need to do the daily tasks. Oh yeah. Oh, um, another good one that is for beginners. If you can get down um, and you're laying on your back, you're, you bend your knees and you do the toe taps. So mm-hmm. one knee is like at 90 and you just tap it down, switch, tap it down. That's a good one. That one. Um, again, that's gonna, I think with that one, it's basically abdominal bracing, like you said, because you have to press that lower back into the ground, into your mat or whatever, but then you're adding in the legs which is in turn going to start working your rectus abdominis. So it is a six pack move, but Mm -hmm. it's also a rehab back core stabilizing move at the same time. Um, But it's a good one for beginners. It's a good one. If you're, it's very low impact, it's not going to be anything too crazy. And again, when I say low impact, if you're injured at all and you had any of these issues, you're going to know, like you can't twist, like there's things that you can't do. Sometimes you can't get down on the ground. So And I guess that goes to say that some of these exercises, like, I mean, are interchangeable. Like if you can't twist, you can always do something else. Or if you can't hyperextend, because that is like a more advanced move going like, you know, hypermobile, um, can't do that. You can always do something else. For sure. Yeah. There's, there's so many exercises. I don't think you can. One that we disagree on. I like to do planks. I mean, I'm not saying you disagree with planks. I'm saying... (laughs) Maybe I'm just meaner to my beginners. So there's some some variations I like to do for beginners on a plank, but I also like planks because they can get, they can be hard. You can make a plank pretty much as hard as you want it to. Like a a plank to me, it goes on all the spec. Like it's from beginner to you're very advanced that you'll find, um, you know, I mean, some people have mastered the forearm and full plank to where they can like do the eight hour hold, you know, like the Guinness book of world records. So to me, a plank is, um, I think it can be very beginner friendly, but once you said you were like, I don't really think I like it for beginners. And you gave your reasons why I was like, I agree with you. I do. I no, I agree that it is very good from beginner to advance. I think it, it, there, it falls on all the spectrums. Yeah. I think for me personally, I know that I did not do planks right for a very long time. And I think that when you don't have these basics down first, it's very common for you not be able to feel the plank in the right spots. And so for me, I think that the ones that we just talked about should be mastered first before the plank. I still think you can do a plank in a beginner atmosphere, but I think it's like beginner to intermediate in a sense. Cause I know for me, like doing planks, I always thought that I felt them, but I didn't actually feel them. Like I didn't engage my quads and I didn't kind of like round my 
lower back to really get that core activated. And so I think for a long time, I was just kind of like there being like, I don't know. I don't understand what the big deal is. This is pretty easy guys. But you know what I mean? Like, like I felt it more in the upper body trying to hold myself up than I did in my abs for so long because I wasn't doing it right. And so once I understood like what I needed to activate, then it was like, oh, this makes so much more sense. And now this is actually challenging in a way that it should be. And that's where I agree with you. I do. And I think when I look at when I was in-person training, it was easier for me to teach a beginner how to do a plank because you're teaching them from the get-go. You're right there. You can give them cues. Um, So I didn't think of it that way. I was just throwing out things, you know, so I like the way that you approach that. Like, I do think like you can't just tell somebody that doesn't like you can't just throw a plank at them because you're right. You don't feel it where you should be feeling. And I think people have a tendency not to know where their body is. Mm -hmm. Like if they can't see it. So like they think they're doing a really good plank and they're like, their pelvis is almost on the floor, you know, like they're, they've dipped their hips so low. They don't even know. So I do agree with you on that, um, on that front, I think, but in a different setting, you know, I don't think I started doing planks correctly until no kidding. Um, and I come from an athletic background. I used to do, when I was told to do a plank, it was from a push-up position. I did Taekwondo for years, you guys. And when we got in trouble, we got push-ups. So I can literally like, even to this day, if you told me to do push-ups, I could do, I can crank out push-ups. That's just, I think how my body is built anyway, but from being so young and taught that. So when he would have us do planks, like you just think of it from a push-up position. So I know our bodies weren't correct. I didn't start doing them correctly until it was years after college. And I was working in a Pilates studio doing like hot yoga and Pilates. And the yoga instructor was the one that had the best cues on how to hold a Mm -hmm. plank. I could see that. Rounding your, rounding. um, I always like to think of, releasing my shoulders from my ears. So like, if you're down there, you have to push your shoulders down and then you have to push down through. And I remember her saying that one time and I actually did it. And I was like, Oh, it's like the light bulb clicked. I was like, this is how, <laughs> yeah, like, this is how it, cause I was feeling it in all the wrong areas. And like, it's so easy to do. So I do agree with you on that one. So it's more on the sliding spectrum towards intermediate for sure yeah like I feel like you should be able to understand that active bracing movement in a plank before you do any other plank variation yes well and they can get some pretty I mean I've done some pretty crazy plank variations um more as an athlete and I think it was more as like and I don't know you were a trainer too like every now and then you just want to test people and see what you can get them to do Mm-hmm. And I feel like that is, <laughs> that's where planks come in. You're like, and touch your nose with your, your foot, you know, like in a, stay in a plank and yeah, like you, I mean, I ended up doing some crazy things. So yeah, no, those were the days. <laughs> those were, not anymore. No. Not anymore. I am the crypt keeper. I think the last exercise I want to touch on in this core series is a pull off press um, where you mm-hmm. take a band or you can do it with a cable, but I don't think the cable works quite as well. Do you? I like a, I like, a band. I like a band better too. Like the, yeah. yeah. So you hook a band around a pole or whatever you have that is. Yeah. And you take it and you, so you stand, what's that word? <laughs> you're not facing the pole. So you're not facing it like you would do um, a row and you're not facing away from it. Like you would do a chest press. You're facing, what's the word I'm looking for? Perpendicular. Perpendicular. There you go. That word, (laughs) perpendicular to it. And y'all, I don't even know how I pulled that out of my brain right now, but. And you take, you. Cause I was with you. I was on that journey. I knew where you were standing. (laughs) I love it. So you take it and you press the band out, but with this, you're not, you're trying not to rotate or twist at all. And like doing this movement in my chair and Jess is like, Oh, I got you. But I'm like, I 
definitely not explaining this. I know, yet. I'm also shaking my head. Like <laughs> you guys can see us. Well, with that exercise, what you're trying not to do it, you have to control. That's why I think a band is better because you have to try to control the band and the band not control you because when you're pushing outward, so you're pushing from a, ch- your um, hands are at your chest and you're pushing outward. It's almost like a close grip chest press, hex press. Yes, but you're standing. So a standing press um, and you're going completely forward and not up. Right. Like you could, your body can shift backwards and you don't want your body to shift backwards, but you also don't want your body to twist, to twist side to side where the, cause the band wants to lead you that way. Yeah. Um, so that is a good one. It's very similar to the suitcase carries where a lot of people are like, I don't feel like this is doing anything. Right. Cause it's not a big muscle that you're working and it's not like it's no. a shit ton of weight either. It's like, but you're fighting. You're literally fighting. That's the word because you're just trying to keep your body upright and your posture as good as possible as you push out and pull back in. Yes. That's simply what it is, which is what core stability is. It's like keeping you upright and hundred percent stable. hundred percent. I love that one. That's a, that's an understated one, you know, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Again, it doesn't feel like you're doing much, but it definitely will work that core. Um, do you want to talk about some more advanced? Again, we hit a lot of core. Here's the murky part of this. <laughs> we hit a lot of core, but we hit a lot of core because it works everything. And if you do it right, mm-hmm. you end up working the front, the sides, the back, like you end up working right. everything. Um, so it isn't like, you know, the six pack fat burner that you see. For, like, I remember the days where I used to get workouts off Pinterest. You're laughing. I know I'm laughing. Cause I did it too. And that is such a thing, right? It's such a thing where you're like, Oh my God, those days when I didn't know shit and I just did those. Right. And that's what they were named though. You know, like you get the six pack burner or whatever. And I think we're on the right track, but I just wanted to say that I know that it gets murky you guys. And, and we're saying a lot of core exercises, but it's going to work everything and you'll be a more well-rounded athlete, more well-rounded human. So, yeah, I think it's just important to separate the core. Well, so your abs are part of your core. Yes. So when you work your abs, you're working your core, but when you're working your core, you're not always working the six pack. Yes. But you can be, but you can be because sometimes you are, but sometimes you're not (laughs) because you should always be bracing, right? You know, you should always be holding that tight. And I know they say it like when you're pregnant that you shouldn't be bracing as much. But when they say that, that usually means in a way when you're like squatting and you're holding your breath bracing. Um, So that's something totally different if people want to nitpick. But all right, we're going to get into the ab exercises in just a minute. But first, we're going to take a quick break. Are you tired of scrolling the gram for your next workout? Or maybe you just wish you had an ongoing, easy to follow, short girl friendly workout program that you can actually rely on. If that's where you're finding yourself today, then you would really enjoy the Fun Size Fitness app. Inside the app, you'll find a new workout program every month where each exercise is accompanied by a video demonstration performed by a petite. You'll also be able to easily log the weights and the reps that you do so that you can keep making progress week to week. And you'll be able to message me directly at any time if you need help. Here's what three different petite ladies have to say about this app. First one is, I love that the app keeps me consistent with a plan versus winging it whenever I go to the gym. The second, it's a game changer to have a new plan in place every month. And last but not least, I love that it allows me to use new equipment and feel more comfortable about doing new exercises. You can learn more about the Fun Size Fitness app and how to download it at funsize.life slash app. Let's move into the six pack exercises that are those sexier popular things we see all over the gram all the time I think we can both agree that the more complicated and like I said sexier movements you see that are like super incredible variations impressive like wow they're not the most effective do you know what just popped into my mind when we said that 
Go for it. When you see those people hanging from the pull-up bars and they're they're perpendicular, right? And then they start doing windshield wipers. <laughs> and uh, that's not the most effective thing for your abs, for anything, no. really. It just looks cool. So, <laughs> but I definitely, windshield wipers popped into my head. So yeah, continue. Anyway, so do you want to like maybe break up these next couple ones into like upper abs, lower abs, and obliques? Yes, we can definitely do that. Okay. So starting from the top. So any sort of upper ab movement is usually like a top down movement. Um, And what I mean by that is like, if you think of a traditional crunch, your top is kind of moving down towards your bottom. Um, Whereas the opposite of that, a bottom up would be like reverse crunch where your legs are coming closer to your top your head. So upper abs are usually top down exercises. So my favorite one for this is one that, um, I don't know if you're familiar with mind pump, but I love those guys. Mm -hmm. They are my favorite. Um, my gosh, yes, they're the best, but this one is from them. It's a hip elevated crunch. And you can do this with either your feet on a bench and your back on the floor, or you can still do it like with your back on the floor and your feet on the ground just different people like different things. I like it on the ground better. Um, but I've had clients who like it much better up on a bench. So no matter where your feet are, what you do is kind of that bracing movement that we were talking about before with the core Mm -hmm. is where you push your low back into the ground and you really embrace that core. But so while you do that, you're holding that core and you crunch up and now you're not crunching all the way up where it's like a setup where you're like getting up and touching your knees. It, the movement is so small. Again, it might feel like you're not doing anything, but trust me by your 10th rep, you'll be like, Oh my God, my abs are on fire. So you're embracing the core the whole time. You're never letting go. That back is pushed into the ground and you're just crunching up a little bit and coming back down and crunching up a little bit and coming back down. And that is my favorite one for upper abs. It, I mean, it feels like it works the whole thing because you're working everything. You can't isolate one part. And the thing about abs is like, if you think about like a rubber band, if you stretch out a rubber band, no matter where you pull on that rubber band, the rest of that rubber band is moving and being pulled on. So whether you're pulling on your upper abs, you're still working on the lower ones and vice versa. So keep that in mind as we go through this, you're not just working or isolating one part, but yeah. So The best thing about the hip elevated crunch, in my opinion, is that it takes your hip flexors out of it because what's happening is when you embrace your core like that and push it into the ground, you also should be squeezing your glutes and activating those glutes and hamstrings. Now, when you're doing these, your back is probably what, one to two inches off the ground? No, your back should be on the ground. Or not your, uh, I mean like your your butt. Yeah. Your butt is like barely an inch off the ground, not Not your back. So your back is down. Cause in my head, I don't know why, when you said that I was like trying to put my body into a bridge and I was like, that's not going to work. And then I was like, no, 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 no. She didn't say bridge. No, it is like the pre bridge where it's like, right. When you take your butt off the ground. Yes. And so then in my brain, I was like, okay, so your butt's lifted a, a tiny bit. You're keeping your glutes activated tiny tiny Um, bit I get I get it out so like in the same sense that like with your lower back how like if you naturally lay down you have that arch in there you have that little bit of space that amount of space except under your butt instead of your back yes that makes more sense in my brain sorry guys I was the one that was confused on that one and I was like holy crap (laughs) but so when you are activating your glutes and your hams ish you're deactivating the hip flexors. So now when you do that crunch, you're focusing on the abs and not the hip flexors, which I think a lot of people tend to do (laughs) because we're so used to sitting in a chair. Our hip flexors are much more stronger than our core. And so a lot of people, if you don't feel your abs being worked in ab movements or crunches or any sort of core exercise, it's usually because your hip flexors are dominating and taking over the work, but by activating the glutes, 
you deactivate hip flexors and what you're left with is working solely on your core. So this is such a good one. It is kind of beginner, but I mean, I still do it to this day. No, I like that one. It's so effective. Like I want to do it. I haven't done that one. I'm not going to lie, guys. I haven't done that one, especially because my brain thought it was a bridge. But yeah, um, I'm going to link this exercise in the show notes. Uh, Mind Pump explains it wonderfully and it's great. So I'll put that in the show notes for you guys. Because I want to try that one. I mean, again, my strength is in top ab. I'm not, I'm not working. I have some good lower ab, but let's dive into that then. Cause I feel like that one is like the best upper and that might just be my opinion, but that one really is like, I can really, I mean, I'm trying to think like, um, I do know, and we talked about this before when I was bodybuilding and I got told to do anything weighted and I would do like I'd be on the decline bench right yeah with your feet hanging over right and then you would like take that weight and press it now sometimes you could press it straight up or you can go forward towards your toes or press it straight up and that is literally how I ripped one of my abs when I was competing um to this day, it still gives me problems. So like, I don't suggest any of that. So, um, but yeah, that was where my experience lied in like working those top abs. And I just think, I don't know. So now when I, my primary focus, um, I should be more well-rounded. I should, I should work those top abs. So I'm going to, I'm going to. No, but I think this goes back to saying like, there's different exercises that are better for certain people. Right. I like to do lying leg lifts and lying, um, like reverse, uh, reverse crunches where your butt comes up. Um, I like to do things like that. And I guess for, uh, I like to do pullovers with a weight. So, um, traditionally when you're doing like a chest pullover, you like get on a bench and you take the weight straight out and you go behind back behind your head. Okay. Well, I like to do those in the lying position. I put my feet up like I'm about to do leg lifts. I put my feet up in that. So I activate glutes because I squeeze just a little bit. And then I reach up again. These are advanced. So if you're this is more of an advanced top ab move because then you're going to take, like, I usually use like a five to 10 pound weight um, plate and I go backwards, touch the floor, come towards my toes backwards. Um, and I, I do, I remember that kind of hit my top, like more of my upper. Um, it does hit the obliques as well because you're engaging your lats, which again, reach down. Do you consider those like full extensions? Have you heard that before? Or are those different? They're like half extensions because like I would think. So like, you know, when you do a via, mm-hmm. your legs and your arms, like you're cre- pretty much like a clamshell. Yeah. <laughs> you're pretty much closing. You're coming at a V. This is like if you're an L uh-huh. and then you're elevated just a little bit and you're just using your upper body. Okay. Like, so your, your arms you're just reaching. So it's really going to hit your, you're going to feel it a lot in your lats and your obliques and your top abs because you're, it's like a static hold, but you're also moving. Is it kind of like, you know, like the cable crunches like that, except if you were on the ground yes. with a dumbbell or a weight. Got it. Okay. Now yeah. I understand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think it just isolates a little bit because usually when you're doing like a cable crunch, you're going to curl a lot more this you're you're already in the curl position. So the only thing that's moving is going to be that weight with your arms. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's a, yeah, it's, you have to hold really still. That's like an intermediate version of the advanced cable crunch. Cause I think cable yes. crunches are difficult for a lot of people. If you do them right, they're very hard. Yeah. But I think it's difficult to get to that place where you're doing them. Right. Yes. It's really, and it's really hard to cue too. I've never I've never really been good at training someone one-on-one to get those down and probably because I'm not very good at them myself, but that's not my favorite to recommend to anyone. Yeah. I had a workout buddy and that was his favorite thing to do was those, um, kneeling cable curls. Mm -hmm. And 
I think I can do a kneeling cable curl now better than I could back then. But like, if you would have told me back then, like I would have been like, no, I don't feel anything. Yeah. They're very hard to get, like you said, the cues on what you're supposed to actually be doing with your body um, to make those work. So sometimes I see like videos where people are like, oh my gosh, what is that person doing? And it's like, they're not doing it right. But I know that they have like they have good intentions behind it. Like that's a legit exercise. It's just, it's a difficult one. It's really hard. Like it could be a really good exercise to do if you can do it right. But like, if you can't do it right, you're going to just, you know, you might as well not do something if you know you can't do it right and do something that may be deemed easier, but like you're hitting the proper muscles. If that makes sense. So like, if you can do a crunch better than you can do a kneeling cable crunch, like, do a crunch. (laughs) Like nobody's going to say anything to you about doing a crunch versus a cable crunch or even like a weighted incline bench. Like, and there's something to be said for mastering the easier thing first and then moving on to the harder things. Cause you'll get it more. It'll make sense. You'll feel it more. You'll feel it a hundred times more. Yes. That's like with leg lifts. Yeah. You can do lying leg lifts and then you could do hanging leg lifts. Hanging leg lifts are 10 times harder, in my opinion. I was just going to go there. (laughs) Yeah, because you're swinging and you shouldn't be swinging, Mm -hmm. you know? So like master something. Master the basic first. I was going to say for me, lower abs, um, leg raises by far, definitely. Well, I love them. Next one would be reverse crunches. But again, this is a more advanced movement. So if you don't have the leg raises down first, then I wouldn't say do reverse crunch, right? Because that's, you've got to really know how to articulate your spine um, to be able to work that correctly without breaking your back or your neck, because that's important. <laughs> and then um, the next one in the lower category would be a hanging leg raise, except I really like to do hanging knee raises. Yes. Um, that's usually where... I start and even just like to this day on a warm up, I'm not going to just start with a hanging leg raise because I feel like that's going to tear something. And people need to know that leg raises, Mm -hmm. hanging leg raises, because like, like, I don't know what it like. (laughs) There's got to be something with biomechanics and gravity. Like it's like levers, right? Because your lower half is usually heavier than your upper. So when you're doing leg raises like that and you're pushing or you're kicking your weight, on such small and kind of delicate, they're not delicate because they're strong core muscles, but at the same time, they're not very big. So if you do something like that, you're likely to pull a core muscle and that's not good at all. So, but also knee tucks help you stabilize first. So doing a hanging knee tuck, you're not going to get those, those massive, like you'll see Mm -hmm. people swinging, like they're on a swing and that's not good. That's not, you're not working. If you're swinging while doing these exercises as you're hanging, you've got to know that like at that point you're, you're now incorporating more back muscles, more glute muscle, like everything, like you're not doing ab work at that point. You're just being a gymnast in a, not even being a gymnast. You're just (laughs) performing. There was a time where my ego was so high that I was like, no, I'm not doing knee raises or knee tucks. Like that's so beginner. And I'm so beyond that. And I remember complaining to my ex-boyfriend being like, I just never feel it with hanging leg raises. Like it just never, I don't know what I'm doing wrong, but I'm not doing it right." right. And I remember him like going to the gym with me and like, being like, get up there and show me what you're doing. And I did. He's like, cause you're doing it all wrong. You need to regress and go down to the, uh, the knee tucks. And I was like, yeah, but these are so dumb. And he's like, not if you do them. Right. So he like walked me through doing this and he was a doctor of physical therapy. So I mean, yeah, but so I remember doing knee tucks for the first time with someone who actually was telling me what I was doing wrong and like showing me. And I was like, oh my God, this is the hardest thing I've ever done in my entire life. Like so much more difficult, but it all clicked and made sense. Like when you're doing those again, the same thing, when you're bracing your core and you're laying down on the floor and pressing that low back into the ground, you're doing that when you're upright and for some reason that is so much harder. Yes. But when you do it right, you activate the core and you're working your core, not your hip flexors. And you also got to think when you're hanging, you don't have the floor to brace. 
against. Like you have to know that that's what you're doing. Um, and I used to be a gymnast. So like when I was doing bar work, uneven bars and stuff like that, when we were learning how to do any of that, like me going to the gym now, and I mean, I can do it now because I've had a background in it, but like you can tell the difference if somebody is behind you holding your, your waist while you're doing leg lifts and they're outright, like they're stretched out, right. That you're going to feel a lot more than if you're by yourself, just swinging and not using your muscles. Same with knee tucks, you know, like if you have somebody there to be like, Whoa, like you're not doing them right. <laughs> it's gonna, it's gonna just impact you a lot more. Yeah. On a spectrum, definitely master the basics. Um, and then last kind of category here is obliques. So my favorites are Russian twists and bicycle crunches. Oh my gosh. All day. Every yeah. day. Those are so underrated. Mm-hmm. And people are like, oh, those are so basic. Like, oh, and I'm like, they're basic, but if you do them right. Yeah. And do them slow. I can't tell you how many times I see people doing them so fast and they're like, oh, yeah, I'm done. I'm like, no, 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 no. Slow that down five times. Yes. Slow and controlled is the name of the game on each one of those, but also like on all ad on all core exercises, yeah, uh, really, really. Um, but I love when I see somebody doing a Russian twist and all they're moving is their arms. And I'm like, you're missing the point. Yeah. I'm like, you, you're working your arms out. That's great. Like <laughs> you have got to move your upper body. Like, that's why I like a cue that like, when I was a beginning trainer, I used to be like, watch the ball. Because like, if you can usually like watch, like if you have a medicine ball or a weight, if you're watching it, you're going to go with it. But also I learned that people can just move their head. So you have to like really cue that person and to be like, okay, listen, you're frozen from the top up. So like, you know, pretend like you can't turn your neck. Like, what are you going to turn? You're going to turn your whole shoulder. All upper body is going to go with it. So, you know, with the twist, I always have to tell people, I'm like, it's a twist, (laughs) like twist your upper body. Yeah. I don't know if it's me or my old age or what is happening here, but lately I feel like when I move my head for Russian twist, I start getting dizzy and it bothers me. So I have been kind of locking my head straight, but at the same time, I know how to move. So like if I, if I would have done that first I think I would have gotten lazy and not twisted all the way but I I think you can do the Russian twist without moving your head but I just yeah it's something you've got to get the movement down first I don't move my head anymore I move my upper body because mm-hmm. I'm like you and I think it I think some yeah. of it comes with, <laughs> so. you know it's just like I'm like this never had a problem before so no, I don't know I'm not even like I don't do roller coasters I don't do no there's a lot of things I don't do anymore because my inner ears are like mm. okay so now speaking of roller coasters because I'm just going to bypass the bicycle crunches because I think those are pretty self-explanatory and I don't get dizzy with those but roller coasters and vertigo and fear of heights and all of this stuff so I don't know if you've heard of Limitless but it's a documentary and it's with Chris, Chris Hemsworth. Hemsworth. Yeah. And he. Thor. Oh my yeah. God. I love him. So we watched yeah. one episode last night and the whole time I'm sitting there and my anxiety is like through the roof. And this documentary is all about how to de-stress and not be so stressed out by putting yourself in stressful situations. And I agree. Stress can be good for your body, but stress can also be bad for your body. And I think I mean, I, I want to watch this every time I turn on Disney plus I'm like, can we watch Thor? And I was like, no, I have not finished it. I've only watched one episode, but I kid you not the whole time I'm sitting there like tense. And then they start talking about box breathing and like, I know all of these things. I know that stress plays a role in the body, yeah. but I still can't help it. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, he's about to walk on a freaking like one foot wide crane out over water and I'm the one who's freaking out over here needing to box breathe like I'm just like I can't do this but yeah sorry I just thought that was a really it's a really cool 
documentary, I think so far about like how your body handles stress and like how putting yourself in stressful situations helps you understand how to handle stress in your normal day to day. So it's like good for your longevity and stuff like that. And I, I agree. Um, I, again, I agree. To I, a certain I agree degree. to a certain extent. I I'm with you there. And I think everybody's different and mm-hmm. how they deal with stress is going to be different. But also I think like it's never too late and it's never a bad thing to learn how to cope with stress because again, stress can be really good for your body and certain aspects of stress, you know, mm-hmm. but like, I don't think we should live in a constant state of stress. And I think that's where we've gotten as like a society is like, we're all keyed up and we're all just yep. like, pro- go, 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 go. And then we just, yeah, stay that's like, exactly what they talk about. Right. And that's I really do think, cool. do I need to do that? Probably not. Yeah. No, I'm not going to be walking on a crane. Yeah. Like I'm not going to be doing that, but like, can I learn to meditate? Yes. Can I absolutely learn box breathing? Yes. Can I absolutely start doing like, um, I think I like the idea of cold exposure. Um, I think we should do an episode on it. I don't really know about it. I, that's why I want to me do either. Maybe we get Bonnie on here. Yeah. Cause I know she does it. She does it all the time. I love Bon Bon. Um, that crazy. She is five, three, <laughs> just Olympic lifter. She's very aligned and she's got that different, like she does the cold exposure. She's just in the, like going towards limitless. Like just, I I feel like it's, um, we're learning different ways than just like meditating, you know, like, cause that's hard. Like if somebody's stressed Mm -hmm. out, like, and I've gotten better, but I've actually done some different, more alternative things to get better with my own stress. But like three, four years ago, if you would have been like, just meditate, I would have been like, same. No. Nope. Like what? <laughs> like, yeah, right. You know, like that would have caused more stress. <laughs> like the thought of meditating would have caused more stress. So um, I'll ask Bonnie to like, I want to learn more about cold exposure. I I don't know if people that are doing it for like, you know, like the 75 hard and they're doing like a 10 minute cold shower. I think that's different than like people that are actually doing like cold plunges. Mm -hmm. Um, Like Bonnie has like the system for it. I thought about getting like a cow trough and making one, but it's, I live in Colorado. So like, I also think it would freeze completely. And that would like, yeah, I'm a baby when it comes to cold things. Like, Mm-mm. And see, I am too. I don't like to be cold. I think it's one of those things where you're like, all right, if it can help me, it can help me. But like, if it can't, I'm not going to keep doing it. It's one of those things. It's like an alternative way. Cause like, I know that like, I've gotten to where I can meditate a little bit, but that's not my go-to de-stressor. Um, yeah. You know, so it's like one of those things. Like I, I would like to try it to see if I could do it and like have the benefits and get past that but maybe I can't I don't know it's one of those things I think it's interesting though yeah let's try to get her on the podcast like in the new year oh I mean she would totally be done and I kind of forget that she's short like she is not that much taller than me and I've met her multiple times it's just like you see her online and like you just don't think it you know I tell her she's got a big a big personality like I love it but yeah, we'll try to see. And then we can talk about more. Uh, I don't know. I think stress is a good topic to talk about. Oh, for sure. Yeah, we can totally roll down that rabbit hole. But yeah, let's wrap this one up. Sexy ads. I, I think we picked it apart so much. It's no longer sexy. Yeah, oh, for sure. <laughs> and then we were like, and do bicycle crunches, which are so basic, but like do them because they work. It's like do them. <laughs> All right. Well, let us know if you guys have any questions about abs or core message us on Instagram. We'll leave our handles in the show notes Um, and let us know what body parts you want us to talk about next. We've got a couple ideas up our sleeves, Mm -hmm. Um, shoulders back for sure. Yeah. Uh, Let us know which one you want to hear first. And that's all I got for you guys today. Yeah. Same. Thanks for listening and we'll catch you in the next episode. Bye.